0: You only get one shot at retirement, so you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts.
1: Hello and welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for tuning into our podcast with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving you here in the metro Detroit area from his office in Farmington Hills. Got questions or concerns? Make sure you check him out and give him a jingle at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. If you hear something of interest on the program and you've got some questions, before you take any action, we always suggest you talk to a financial professional such as Phil. He's been doing this for almost 30 years. So give him a jingle at 248-888-7530. Phil, welcome in. How are you this week? I'm doing great. Thanks, Mark. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I appreciate you. And as always, it's fun to talk on these shows and and hopefully enlighten folks and give them a useful nugget or two of information. And I wanted to open it up. Yeah, I wanted to open it up with something real fast, kind of an inside the business thing. Is there something you guys do at your firm, like an event that you offer that you just kind of a neat little thing that folks might be interested to learn about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Every year we uh, we host a shred day. Oh, um, my okay. background is CPA. have been a CPA for almost 30 years now. So, question that often comes up from clients is, well, how long do I need to keep documents? I mean, I've had some clients sure, and yeah. I'm at fault for this keeping documents forever. I mean, I finally had a little water leak in the basement oh, probably five or six years ago now and it oh, destroyed no. all the old tax records, which broke my heart but my wife was thrilled because we finally had to get rid of them <laughs> I bet. you know but so we we usually recommend you keep them about seven years so to help our clients out and to get our get an introduction into the community and a service to the community we offer a, a shred day each year typically in May right after the end of tax season where clients can come in and we shred the documents, serve them up some shredded pork, and have a, oh, some nice. yard games and just a good time. So
1: That's pretty cool. I like that. Shred day. That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I was going to say we, we kind of grow up learning that the norm is to hang on to our tax records for seven years, right? I think businesses is right. businesses 10. Is, is, was that the number? I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I mean, seven to 10, to the businesses, it depends. If you got some activities that kind of carry over year to year, that's where it starts to extend that time frame gotcha. a little bit. Okay. But. All right. Well, cool. Very
1: cool. So there you go. So tax day, or shred day, excuse me me if uh, when it comes to the documents that's a pretty cool thing and the shredded pork just makes it great so
0: <laughs> you yeah gotta, it, it kind of ties the theme together you gotta so. tie
1: the theme that's right you gotta have some fun with it well all right so speaking of fun let's get into our main topic this week i thought we could take some popular proverbs And see if we could extract a financial lesson, something about money from these. These are all classics that we've all heard. Probably our grandparents or even our parents said these to us. And I know I'm going to throw myself under the bus because I'm definitely guilty of one of these where my grandmother got me on this. So I'm going to toss out the proverb to you, Phil. And you take it from there and give us a a hidden meaning maybe from a money standpoint we could look at. Let's start with a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Classic. Classic. Classic.
0: You know, you're always, always looking ahead, trying to get something more, something more, right? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. that's actually probably one of the biggest challenges that I see clients face as they inner retirement. Cause you spent 20, 30 years or more saving for retirement. You're always figuring out how do I grow this nest egg and get it bigger and bigger, which you get to retirement. That's important. You've got to make sure you're keeping up with inflation. Hopefully you're going to be in retirement another 20 to 30 years, but Gotta understand what you have is all you're gonna have, right? So the the disadvantage now when you get to retirement is you're no longer working, you're no longer adding to and contributing, and you don't have as much time on your side. So yeah, that bird in the hand, what you've you've saved, make sure you've got hedges around how you're gonna protect that. But you can't give up the growth either. It's all about positioning that risk. So, yeah, that's the bird in the hand. Uh, well, make sure you appreciate what you have and don't focus too much on growth.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like I when I think of this one, I also kind of think about football. And I'll explain that. I kind of think about the victory formation, if you're a football yep. fan at all. You know, when you've got the game one, they take a knee, right? They kind of run the clock oh, yeah. out kind of deal. And so you're not trying to gain more yards at this point because you've got the game one. So I kind of see that same analogy here with that. You know, you want to be safe. You want to protect what you've worked hard for. And of course, from a financial standpoint, to your point, you still got to keep up with inflation. So you want to have something out there, but you don't want to be too risky at that stage of life. That's kind of what I take from it. Absolutely. All right. So a rising tide lifts all boats. Now, I actually didn't hear this one a lot growing up, but this is a good one.
0: Yeah, it is. And I mean, as it applies to the market, you got to think of, you know, if you're invested in any kind of equity or stock, I mean, that's where the concept is. The rising tide is going to raise the boats. I mean, it sure. doesn't really matter what the market's doing. Yeah, certain segments of the market may be up or down, comparable, you know, to the the overall market. But you're going to kind of flow with the market. You know, so uh, there's a lot of people out there that try to hedge against the market, which hedging against is okay, but you're trying to, you know, do better than the market. Oh, I think I can, everyone's up, I'm, you know, or down, I'm going to be up. There are some strategies that may work in, but you've got to be really careful with that. And if you're doing anything like that, it might be a small portion of the overall portfolio. Hedging against the downside absolutely is important and positioning risk, but you know, don't expect to do something that everyone else isn't going to do. It kind of brings back the old adage if it sounds too good to be true, probably is <laughs> all right you know the ev- everyone's playing in the same sandbox, so to speak. there's you know it's not like somebody's <laughs> got some magical thing that they figured out that no one has figured out yet because the market's been the market for a lot of years, and yeah, things react and act a little bit differently, but at the end of the day it it's a similar process and Reactions that's always been happening. So. Right,
1: right. Even the greats like Warren Buffett, right? They're still playing in the same sandbox. Absolutely. They got a little bit more sand yeah, I mean, in their it, corner, but
0: <laughs> yeah, quite a, quite a bit more sand, a lot more you know, experience than most investors. But right, yeah, right. I mean, even Warren Buffett, you look at him, and I mean, there's he outperforms the market some years, underperforms other years. Yeah. Long term is what you got to look at, especially when you're doing anything in the, the market base. You can't concentrate on one specific year, month, quarter, whatever it happens to be. Look at a long period of time and what's your goal with that.
1: Well, you're listening to us talk about popular proverbs and what maybe they can teach us about money with Phil Putney here on the podcast. All right. So I said I was going to toss myself under the bus. So here it goes. So the classic proverb of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Definitely me. I remember being about eight, I think, doing the Easter egg hunt with some of the other grandkids. And of course I did. I tripped, fell on my basket, was all upset because I was running around trying to be faster than everybody and get all the eggs. And, of course, I crushed them, right? <laughs> so yep, yep, uh, my gran- my grandmother hit me with that, you know, and so I had to learn that lesson the old-fashioned way.
0: Yeah, it mean, basically goes back to the whole concept of diversification, right? I mean, you don't want to have everything just in one specific stock. And then this is the common mistake I see often when somebody's worked for a company for many years is they put all their faith and trust in the company and it's done very well for them, but you still have to be very careful in making sure you're diversified. You know, And I actually look at it in another fashion too, from a tax standpoint. We talk to a lot of our clients and do a lot of tax planning. And so we talk about what's called tax diversification, simply meaning don't have all your money just in an IRA or 401k, those tax deferred type of vehicles. You need to have some in a taxable investment, some in tax-free like Roth IRA so that you have a mix and a blend of assets so that you're not getting caught on the wrong side of taxes, you know, just like you would potentially having everything in, in one type of investment. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of times people when they think about diversification and I'm sure you've come across this is, and I interview a lot of people across the country doing a lot of different podcasts and shows and things and people will say, well, I've got a bunch of different mutual funds. And I think what a lot of people don't really <laughs> realize is that they have just a, a different collection of large cap stocks and they, a lot of times have overlap. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's one thing we look at when we're doing an analysis on a client's portfolio is helping them truly understand what's in there. Because you're right. I mean, they think, oh, I've got six or eight different mutual funds. Right. But so I'm diversified. Especially if you're <laughs> buying them all from the same mutual fund family, there's a lot of families that have kind of group management, so to speak, where there's a manager running several funds. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they all start to look pretty similar, so. Sure,
1: yeah, and again, so if they start kind of, and that almost kind of ties back to the rising tide, right? So if their large caps are going down, well, you're pretty much going down across the board if you've got a lot of mutual stocks, or mutual funds, excuse me, that have a large cap in there. So yeah, so don't put all your eggs in one basket. All these proverbs kind of definitely can teach us a little something in there if we just take a second to kind of dissect them and apply some logic to it. Final one here, this one will be a little more fun. I'm curious to see where you take this one. And that is one man's trash is another man's treasure.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, if you think about that from a, a garage sale standpoint, right? I mean, it's, that's kind of where that concept probably came from,
1: possibly. Yeah. but it,
0: it's all about kind of opinions, right? What's your opinion or what's your view on something in, as it relates to the financial world, you've got to be careful where you're getting that viewer opinion from, because okay. in this day and age, it's, So prevalent, there's so much information, so much news out there, so to speak, of opinions on different products that one person might think that, oh, this product is terrible. You never want to invest in it. Another one thinks that's the only thing you should ever own, you know. And the way I approach it with clients is just understanding what they are. The reality is, all financial products are tools. I mean, I look at them just like that. It's like building a house, anything else. What are the tools you need? Understanding where they fit, what they're designed to do, you know. So don't take someone's opinion of oh it's trash because it might be a treasure to you it might fit really well and, and serve exactly the need that you have in your scenario so just be careful when you're forming opinions on products where you're getting that information make sure you understand both sides of it before you form an opinion because you might think it's trash but the actual you know scenario of your finances it's going to play out really well and it could be a treasure to you and actually work really well yeah no I think that's a good way of looking at that Every investment
1: vehicle, you know, can do different things for different people. That's what, you know, we say a lot of times when we're doing these types of shows that, you know, we talk in generalities because we usually have a wide listening audience, but everybody's situation is very uniquely different. So while a general concept may work well for you, the specifics may not. So you always want to take a look and see if a particular investment that may be right for you could be wrong for the next person or so on and so forth.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Does it fit your scenario?
1: Exactly. Does it fit your scenario? Does it fit what you're trying to accomplish? The goal that you have for that particular investment or your retirement plan overall? All right. Well, that's our main topic this week here on the podcast. And we're going to wrap it up with a quick email question that has come in to us. And it's from Bradley and Bradley's in Livonia. And he says, Phil, my wife totaled her car and we need about 30000 to get her a new one. Now, we only keep about 1000 in the bank. So should we get this from an IRA where we'll have to pay taxes on it? Should we use after-tax money and just pay the capital gains? What's your thoughts?
0: Well, it kind of depends on your scenario. And this almost ties back into some of those proverbs that don't put your eggs in one basket. You know, so... Taking that large of a amount of money from an IRA probably is not a good idea because to get thirty thousand from your IRA by the time you pay the federal taxes as well as your state, state of Michigan here in Michigan, you know you're going to lose minimum of fifteen upwards of thirty to forty percent of the uh, the money. So to get thirty, you might end up having to take fifty thousand or more just a net 30 versus if you had it in a a Roth IRA or even the taxable investments probably make some more money there after tax you know where you might be paying capital gains there's lower lower tax rates on that so at the end of the day you you just have to understand what the pros and cons are when you're making the analysis but having that tax diversification would help exactly in this kind of a scenario because now you have some options right you're not getting stuck with pulling everything out of the IRA Mm -hmm. and paying just this huge tax rate.
1: All right, well, there you go. So, Bradley, hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Give Phil a call to really talk about it more in depth. Or if you have a similar question or situation, reach out to him at 248- 888-7530. 888 That's 248-888-7530. And this has been this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving you here in the metro Detroit area from his office in Farmington Hills. Phil, thanks for your time this week. I hope you have a fantastic one, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Mark. You too. Have a great week.
1: We'll see you next time here on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us and check us out. Uh, you can do so on, uh, I guess it's actually called Apple Podcast now. It's no longer iTunes, or at least they're disbanding that, or Google Play or iTunes or uh, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Whatever platform of choice you choose, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Phil's Tax Hacks, and other retirement facts. We'll see you next time.